All right, everyone. Welcome to the uh, second episode here of the second season of the Staying Conscious podcast. Um, before I get started, I just want to let you guys know, listening, that I do have an Instagram, uh, Conscious Motivations, where I upload daily tips and tricks and advice for your life. And I also have a YouTube channel if you haven't checked it out. And I also have a website, ConsciousMotivations.org, that you can check out. You can find coaching services. You can find my podcasts as well. Uh, you can find videos, exclusive content. Make sure you check it out. Enough talk about me right now. I have a guest today, a friend who, um, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I've been living in Korea. And that was a very unique time and experience for me. And I met a guy who was very, very interesting. And uh, his name is Dave. And I would like to welcome you, Dave, to this podcast. How does it feel? Hey, Daniel. Good to hear from you, man. Long time, long time no chat. Uh, it's been a while. It's, uh, the world has changed a lot since, uh, since we were last talking when you were in Korea. How is everything in Sweden? Well, everything is great here. Uh, you know, I miss Korea a lot, but uh, actually I've learned to adapt pretty well over here now. So I have to be happy with where I am. The grass sometimes is not greener on the other side. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. And you know, uh, Korea, will be, Korea will be here. It'll be the same when you're ready to take a trip back over. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, every, everything is fine here in Korea. People are getting on with their life. Uh, the, the weather, it's, I think it's on course to become the rainiest summer. In, oh, wow. in like 40 years, it's, it's, it's breaking records. So it's, it's kind of ironic. The, the one summer that everybody is locked into Korea because of the, the quarantine and everyone's not traveling, it's actually the rainiest summer in 40 years. But uh, I, I don't think it's ever... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's, like, it's not affecting people's <laughs> mood too much. They're, they're, they're still pretty happy, I think. Yeah, I thought like that last summer, or I think it was... No, the summer of 2018... I remember it was very rainy, uh, and I thought that was a lot. <laughs> so I'm wondering <laughs> what the hell's going on over there now. I also heard from some uh, friends that it was like super rainy, but I didn't know it was the rainiest in 40 years. That's insane. It's it's, it's something. It's like it's it's been raining nonstop for like 30, 35 days or uh, over 40 days. It's it's a lot of rain. They've had to they've had to release some of the the, ex, the excess water from the dams. Uh -huh. um so and actually i was planning on on doing a, a bike trip in the country but, and uh, in korea a lot of the bike paths they have them built uh beside the rivers so you're, you're if you want to cycle from seoul to busan for example you, you it's called the four rivers bike path but all, all the bike paths are underwater so uh there's, there's not a lot of cycling happening at the moment but it, it's okay you know it's uh there's everything else is going on that you can go to the gym you can you can go to the beach. I was actually at Busan at the weekend, and uh, at one stage I was on the beach, and people were out swimming. And next thing, this huge thunderstorm hit, and it just started pouring down rain. And strangely enough, everybody who was in the water swimming ran out of the water once it started raining. And I couldn't understand. It was like they were almost afraid of getting wet. <laughs> so they, they, uh, yeah, they ran out of the water, and they, 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 they were looking for shelter out of the rain. So which is kind of strange wow. considering they're actually swimming in water in the first place. But uh, it's, it's, it's pretty good, Daniel. I, I, think, uh, I think things will slowly start getting back to normal. Maybe they might ease up in the quarantine. So yeah. if you're thinking of visit, visiting at some stage, maybe after the summer, it'll be, it'll be worth the trip over. Yeah, for sure. 
yeah, whenever that's going to happen, it's going to be very, very exciting for me. Anyways, otherwise, I have a lot of other things going on here right now, so I'm pretty satisfied. Uh, and I'm very, very satisfied with the way that things have been going for me during this um, podcast and my previous episodes, and I'm very happy about it. And it's always interesting to hear other new, new people's opinions and diving into deep topics, because it's not always that you can find people who are actually interested in philosophy, who are very interested in life as a whole and learning about life and how to be good and how to be happy and those type of questions. So I'm very grateful for that you wanted to join. Yeah, very happy, man. Very happy. Uh, we had some definitely had some interesting conversations when you were in Korea. I think I think you saw uh, uh, one of the speeches I gave, and it was a bit controversial. And uh, we we met up after that, and we had we had a we had a we did we didn't agree on everything, but it was definitely uh, it's it's actually that in some ways that's better because I I always look at conversations where you don't agree with somebody as a good game of chess. Absolutely, and. You know, you you know, you 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 move the pieces, or you you state you state you say what you believe, and the other person will they'll they'll counter that. And there was yeah, there was plenty of times where we had different opinions, but there was there was were there were good conversations because it actually got me to think as well. It's like okay, hang on a second now, this is good because it's testing it's testing my view of the world or my right. beliefs in the world. So yeah, I definitely appreciate that. Exactly, and that's a very. Uh... I'd say a fantastic thing that you're doing right there because you admitted that we did have uh, differences in the way that we viewed things. But I, I uh, always experienced that uh, a very open-minded conversation really. And I think that's wonderful that people can have a sort of meta perspective on themselves and recognize when their deeper beliefs start taking over and when their own perspective, when they see the limit perhaps of their own perspective. And they can open their minds up to the idea that maybe he has a point. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I felt that as yep. well. And I think that's a super, I think one of the most important abilities to be open-minded, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think if, if anything, the last few months, what the coronavirus has, has shown to people is that those who are the, who are the most adaptable, uh, will survive. You you gotta you gotta think quick on your feet. You know, a lot of people they lost their they lost their job or things have changed, and you have to you have to move very quickly. And a yeah. part of that actually comes with being able to adjust your thinking and and your mind. I mean, I, when I when I met you last year, oh no, not even last year. Like say March. If, if yeah. I, yeah, if 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 we had the conversation, if I told you the the world we're living in today, if I told you that back. In February, neither of us would believe it. It was just you know that 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 couldn't yes, happen. Yeah. Uh, but it's if you can if you can adapt if you can adapt quickly, you can survive, and that's a that's a big thing. And I think actually, Daniel, your situation like you you're not being able to come back to Korea because of the quarantine. There's two ways you can look at that. It's like oh well, I can I can be down and depressed about this, or I can start looking around my my hometown and I can start to appreciate things in my hometown and you can start to develop your own your own projects uh, during the lockdown. Like some people are going to come out of this lockdown and they're going to be in a very, very good place. Like they're going to have really maximized the time. They're going to have made the most of it and they're going to have grown. And unfortunately, of course, with that, there's also a lot of people who are, they're not going to be in a good place when this, when this all passes. And yeah. I, I think conversations like this and, um, uh, conversations that you have with people, it's it's great to, to, to provide some a kind of a guideline for people that, you know, 
this this is not the end of the world that you can pick yourself back back up and you can uh, get things back on track absolutely and just like you said like if i would have told myself about how 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 life is going to be like back then i would not have believed it but it's kind of been like a slow transition where just like every happening has been like oh that's weird but okay oh that's weird but okay and it's just added upon all the time so eventually like the word that we're living now is very different in such a rapid amount of time um and well this is probably going to be a very historical year because there's there's been other things going on as well especially in the united states um um, but uh, yeah, this year especially very, very crazy. So that's why it's important to have um, conversations like these where uh, we can learn to be open-minded and learn to adapt. And that's always a, a value that I've had, which is adaption, to adaptability, to be able to adapt to situations. Because sometimes life does not become as the way that we want it to be. And there are external circumstances. Uh, that happens to us, you know, in the, especially in the self-help field, people are so obsessed with like self-control and uh, steering the life exactly in the direction that you want it to be. But sometimes mm. that's just not possible. And when reality hits you and you realize that perhaps my impact is not that huge, like on life, there are many, many things outside of me that really actually controls me. Then we can start to like accept stuff easier because we realize that we are not in control. So we kind of let go of control. And I say that's the best way to gain control eventually. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, like, uh, it's like if you grab a handful of sand, the, the, harder you, the harder you squeeze on a handful of sand, the more of it slips through your fingers. It's right. so, sometimes the more, you, the more control you want to have over, over life, the more you actually lose control. And, and that's very tough for people to, to come to terms with. Like many of the things, uh, there are things like your, your diet, uh, your, your exercise routine, yeah. um, th that you can, have, you can have more control over, over these aspects of your life. But yeah. there's, there's many things that, in, that involve other, other people. And that is, by, just by the nature of it involving other people, it's out of your control. It's you're, you're, you become reliant on, on somebody else. And, right. uh, and actually one of the, the I, so a good friend back in Ireland uh, said this to me. She said, you know, the best thing about going through a, a crisis is that it's a wonderful opportunity to figure out who, who your friends are, who really has your, has your back. And yeah. like there, there'll be people that like you'll, you'll realize, God, they, I didn't hear from them. Like there was a few times there, I think like, you know, I'd, I'd send you a text, I you know, hope everything is well in Sweden and you'd reply back. And that's like, those things make a difference to make a yeah. difference to, to people's lives. I had, I had a very good friend. In, uh, yeah. It's, 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 and it's, there's not a lot of that happening, but I, I had a good friend in Australia and I thought this was very interesting. He, he had signed up for a gym membership for one year and the, the coronavirus lockdown happened in Australia. And the gym had to be closed by law. The gym had to be closed. So this, this was a guy who went training every day. Exercise was very important to his, you know, his uh, physical health and also his mental health. And I think he said it was like six weeks or two months into the lockdown. He got a phone call from the gym, a member of staff working at the gym. And I was like, uh, hi, Josh, how are you doing? This is John from, from, um, from Sydney Gym. 
where we are just calling to, to say hello. We hope you're keeping really well. We know it's a very difficult time for, for people at the moment. And we just wanna we just wanna check up on our members and to let you know that as soon as everything is returned to normal, we hope to see you back in the gym and back training. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, we'll, we hope that you're keeping healthy, uh, mentally healthy and physically healthy. And he was so impressed with that, that he got off the phone and he, he said to me, he said, I will never again buy membership at another gym. He said, that gym now is, he said, I'll, I'll be there for many, many years to come. And all, all it took was a phone call to see, like, how, how are you doing? Is everything okay? Uh, mm-hmm. we, know, we know you can't come training at the moment. So it does, it does a little effort can make a big difference to, to people's Very lives. True. So, Very true. And I, um, that's something that I haven't even, like, even thought about that much myself, like the connection to other people and how it's actually improved um, during the course of this time, like for me personally. And um, I think it's because we, we, we start to see a sort of humanity as well. You know, we're all in the same situation all over the world. It's global. It's not just affecting yeah. one part of the world, like, oh, that's the part of the world where they are starving or, oh, that's the part of the world where they have the most like uh, crimes or whatever. Instead, it becomes mm-hmm. a global thing where we realize like, no, we all have a problem right now. So our only option is really to help each other because that's when we are the strongest. And that happens on a yes. both very my, big macro level as well as on a micro level. And that's what you made me realize just now. And uh, that's yep. actually an extremely good... Uh, and, you know, even on an individual level, like, you know, maybe I should take the time now to think more about my life, to think, to be more grateful, to perhaps do things that I have neglected in my place, perhaps not escaping the country like I do, like I personally tend to do sometimes. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, it affects everything. And um, that's the good part about what's going on. And of course, there are many horrors happening along the way. We cannot deny that. Um, but if we think about it, like it sometimes, um, so sometimes we gotta like be open-minded to both sides really of the coin. Yep. Yeah. This, this is a once in a lifetime test. Uh, I actually, I, if you, if you look back through history, I, I don't think we've seen anything like this before on such a scale, uh, globally. Like there's, there has been, there's, of course, there's been world wars. And there's been there's been plague and there's been the Spanish flu, but mm. never anything on this on this scale. And you know, it's a, it's a test, and, and it's like like any test in life, you have to you have to train for it. You know, you have to you have to uh, get ready. You know, you have to you have to read the books. You have to you have to call the friends. You have to make the effort. You might have to you might have to jump on that train and go to the the other side of the city to catch up with that friend for a few hours. But it's so that's what you that's what you got to do to to get through this and to pass that test. And I, I do think that um, I, like for me, I think it's probably been in terms of like uh, psychologically and mentally, it's like this has been not I wouldn't say difficult, but definitely one of the most testing times mm. uh, of of my life because it's uh, the field where I work. I, I'm I'm constantly interacting with people, and you go from interacting with people for 45 hours a week to now working from home in your apartment. And that's a, that's a big change to, to make. And so it's, uh, 
but it's it's good. I think like it it took it took a few weeks to kind of go. Okay, I'm going to need to rapidly change things here if I'm going to get through this. And as I said, like there'll be there'll be there'll be friends you can rely on. There'll be friends that maybe you, you thought you could rely on. Maybe you're there. They you couldn't rely on, on them as much. But that's not a bad thing. That's if you're driving down the road and you test the brakes on a car mm. and. Uh, you find out the brakes are not working, then you you have to slow down the car. You can't drive fast. Right. But if you, it, it's good to test friendships every once in a while. It's like it's like <laughs> testing the 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 brakes on the car. If everything works on the car fine, you can drive much faster and you can get to your destination much quicker. Yeah. And, and 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 that's what your that's what your friends and your family are. They're they're they're. It's the safety features on the car. It's because that is the safety net. That's what. If there's a problem, that's that is the group that's going to look out for you if there is an accident. And yeah. if, if it's, if they're not, if they're not there, then you have to slow down. You have to slow down the, uh, the speed at which you're driving. And that it can take a lot longer to get to where you need to go. So knowing that you've got a good friends and you've got a good circle around you is, is key to getting through life and getting your goals achieved quicker. It is. And we're, yeah, yeah, might sound generic for my part, but it's, we are social creatures and we, we just cannot deny that. Even though I know, yeah. well, I've, I always try, I'm kind of like a, I don't want to say a lonely wolf, but I like to be by myself um, a lot of the time because I get time to reflect upon my life, to think, to do what I want to do. But, you know, eventually, like, I need social uh stuff around me i i just need it and i need my friends and i need my uh, judo and i need like my podcast and i need the work that i'm doing with conscious motivations etc like all of those things all of those that infrastructure that you've created in your own life it's really what you depend on because that's what that's what you are that becomes your identity really yes i mean if we think yes. of ourselves as a separate human being I mean, all we're going to find is just a process of biology, really. Like, if we really look at it like that. Um, but really what life's is, life is, is what goes on around us. And that's what we create from the start. So if we don't perhaps sometimes have that um, safety net, you know, uh, of friends, for example, then maybe we should start creating that for ourselves so that we recognize that in terms of crisis that we do need people we can depend on instead of like perhaps um, i don't want to just relate this to like social stuff but we realize stuff about ourselves during crises like these that we neglected before and we didn't really want to look into deeply um so one thing that i like just on a very small scale for me i've been starting to hitting the gym pretty hard like lately because of uh, I want to improve the strength of my judo and that's one way I, I go about doing it and I realized that every time before when I went to the gym I took things very like I wasn't really serious about it because I think it's kind of boring just like lifting weights it's kind of like the same stuff all the time uh, so I, I my mind was never really there but I don't know what happened but lately I just started to kind of like get super into it. So I like actually enjoy going to the gym nowadays because I've like forced myself upon the habit of doing it and forced myself upon having that focus. And that's also me like connecting to my life more and taking care of myself more. I'm becoming my own safety net really to improve the things Excellent. that's going on around me that I created. Very good. Very, and, and, and of course like, it's the, like, you mentioned it there, uh, Daniel. It's that you've 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 realized that not just the benefits of getting 
stronger in the gym it's like okay this is going to spill into my judo training yeah. as well and i'm yeah. sure it, it's actually probably going into many 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 other areas of your life that you don't even realize you know maybe you're sleeping better uh you're eating better you feel more confident it 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 will affect your life in positive ways that you you, you don't even realize because it, right. it's so it's it's so uh the 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 positive effects are it's very slow to take take hold in your life yeah. um but that's great man that's good and are you going four or five days a week or are you going every day uh it's almost every day if i look at it i i haven't had a, like a free night in a long time you know i do judo two to three times a week and that's extremely tough practice uh but then you know i i have i don't overtrain well sometimes maybe i do actually overtrain <laughs> the only problem is i don't compensate it by eating enough but it's fine, you know, but at least I'm getting stronger. I can really feel that. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's really like, exactly like you said, because w let's say I am, um, you know, I used to coach. I don't really do coaching anymore. Uh, but when I used to do coaching, I, um, one of the things that I told my clients was that if you're going to improve your life, you should not think that, all right, I'm this person who's just going to improve my life by thinking and, you know, don't put yourself in the center. Instead, put yourself kind of like uh, on the side and start implementing habits into your life. That's what's going to change your life. Not you personally, mm. the habits that's going to change your life. And just even if you don't really enjoy it in, in the beginning, just dive into it. Dive into the routine and it's going to become a habit. And your body's automatically going to do that by itself. You're not going to be able to have to think to go on that diet. You're not going to be able to have to think to go to the gym because you're just going to naturally do it. So the things that you do install around you is really what matters the most. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's, there's a great book um, I finished reading called Atomic Habits by James Clear. I'm not too, mm -hmm. Are you familiar with this book? Yeah. I, I am familiar. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a, it's really interesting because what he, he did what he does in the book is he stresses the importance of small changes in your life like everybody has this you know the, the, that guy who's overweight and goes to the gym in the first day uh, they can very easily get demotivated it's like oh I'm 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 never going to get in shape it's like you just you have to start with the small changes you know it's like, like what's what is that uh, you know I can't remember which guy was um uh, uh, the name, the name is escapes me. But he said, uh, you know, on days I don't. What do I do on days I don't feel like going to the gym? I go to the gym, and and he said, even uh, if yeah, yeah, even yeah. if I can't do, I can't do one hundred percent. I'll do fifty percent. I'll do twenty percent because it's not about lifting the weights in the gym. It's about maintaining the habit. Exactly. Like that's 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 your aim. Everybody goes to the gym with the goal of, yeah, I'm going to look great in six months and. That's like no, no, no. Your your goal is maintaining the habit. Your goal is not the 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 the, the better health will be uh, an offshoot. It'll be a, it'll be part of that. But it's, that's not that's not your goal. Your goal is maintaining right. the habit. Exactly the habit, the, the, and um, yeah, that's a very common phenomenon that happens like during the New Year's Eve, or like during the New Year's. When people say that, for example, oh, this year I'm really like going to start going to the gym and I'm, you know, they like have these huge plans. And sometimes already that, I mean, that's good. I mean, but, but it shouldn't be about like, you know, just setting a, a goal for the entire year and just being very vague about it. It's about making it a lifestyle. 
because the habits become your lifestyle. So if your goal is to lose weight, then it shouldn't just be for one. I mean, you can't you you should set goal goals, obviously, but it should be a very long term vision. And you cannot just start 100% at once, you got to take those small steps, you gotta you, you gotta do take those small steps, because that's how you adapt to the habit. Um, yes. So yep. so making it into a lifestyle is, uh, is crucial, in that sense. Absolutely. Actually, what do you what do you think of that, that mindset where people are like, well, in in 2021, uh, starting the first of January, it's I always find that kind of strange that people have to wait until the 1st of January to right. improve their health or uh, for the 1st of January, I'm going to read one book a week or one book a month. It's like, mm-hmm. well, it's September now. What are you waiting for? Oh, no, no, no I'll, I'll wait until, <laughs> right. until January. I, I mean, it's, it, it does work. Like this is how, this is how gyms and uh, actually, a lot of those kind of like the, uh, the health clubs, this is how they make their money. They make their money in January. They make all of their money. Well, not all of their money, but a lot of their money in January and February. Yeah, and uh, of of course, by the time, but like every gym on the planet is packed for the month of January, and by the time March comes around, it's it's down fifty percent. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens. So, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they have the wrong mindset. I think that they have the wrong mindset. It's like, why not just start now? What's the difference? You just make up the difference yeah. in your mind, and you know that's a very reoccurring uh, like phenomena in psychology as well of people you know that we just procrastinate really we we just try to look for that perfect moment when we start and uh, then everything is going to be fine and we're going to do it perfectly because we've decided that date but up until then you can be how sluggish you want to be or whatever you know it's already the mentality is wrong and it also reminds me of judo in a way because in judo when you're gonna i don't know how much you know about judo by the way (laughs) Not, not not too much i, I had right. the, the basics the basics of the sports. basics all right so basically you throw people um <laughs> <laughs> that's the right basics of it. uh yeah so in order to throw someone you cannot wait for the perfect opportunity to throw them like i'm gonna wait until he's just standing in this position or or this one and i'm gonna make a sweep or i'm gonna do a special technique whatever no it's about creating it for yourself you know, it's about creating. Ah, it. You gotta move your opponent. You gotta, you gotta try a technique like as a Joe, like as a to trick him, so he steps back and then go into your actual technique. So you create it yourself, really. And it's the same mentality when these New Year's res- resolutions. Instead, why just why make it a New Year's resolution? It's stupid. Just make strategic goals starting now. What can you do right now? What's the first small step that you can take? Doesn't matter how small it is. You want to look at your gym's website? Go ahead, do it. Look at it. Read about it. What's the membership cost? Where is it? What's the location? How do you get there? You know, small things like that, because that's going to start training the, the brain that, look, all right, something new is going on. I've opened a small little door here. Let's just see what's inside of it. And then we start mm. taking steps. But people don't do that. People just see themselves right now, and they see the end result. Like, all right, I want to lose 20 kilograms. All right, let's go to the right. gym. Yeah, sure. You're gonna, you know, it's not gonna work. And that really, it, it's like for that everything in life, really. Um, I don't know. Absolutely. What, what, what do you think? It, no, it's like um, we, we've talked about this before with the with control. People talk about I want more control over my over my life. 
Yeah. And the, the, the whole idea of I'm, I'm going to wait until the 1st of January is like, okay, so you're, you're going to take control on, of your life on a date that's socially acceptable to do it. You know, it's, it's like they, it's, oh, oh, when the 1st of January comes, then, then I'll hit the gym. Then I'll, then I'll change my lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, then I'll get, I'll get control over my exercise routine, over my, my uh, sleep routine, over my, my eating routine. And it's like, well, well if just, just the fact that you're waiting until the 1st of January shows that you don't have control over it. You're, you're waiting for all the stars to align. And, and then, then, I'll, then I'll go. And actually, when you think about it, the worst time to go to the gym is the 1st of January. The place is packed. <laughs> I, I don't understand why. Like, the best time is probably to go, like, any time, any time but January, February, and March is, is right. when it's the quietest. And uh, and you can kind of because uh, because then you can it's it's just it's less stressful going to the gym because it's not it's not packed full of people. January and February is the most stressful time to uh, to go to the gym. But but I do I do like that uh, that analogy, uh, uh, Daniel, about like create with judo creating yeah. creating the opportunity to 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 get in that th to throw the opponent, and it's, right. it's it should be the same for life. You cannot. You cannot wait for everything to be perfect. There was um, uh, there was a saying in World War Two. Like if you look at uh, the, the German, the German technology was uh, really, really, really good uh, compared to the Russians. But the problem was that you needed an engineer. If the German tanks broke down, you need you needed an engineer to fix it. Whereas a farmer with a hammer could fix could fix a Russian tank. And the Russians uh, had a great saying. They said perfection is the enemy of good enough. It doesn't, if right. it, it does not need to be perfect. It just needs to be good enough. And, and you can apply that with, with, with everything, you know, it's like, um, like with creating your own website, creating your own business, creating your own podcast. Mm. It's like, Oh, if, if, if you're waiting for everything to be perfect, your, your whole life will pass you by. It doesn't. You, and of course, yeah, the beauty as well is like by just diving in, you're going to very quickly learn by doing, you know, so, Right. And, and it's excellent that to be aware of these things as well. And I think it all boils down to self-awareness. I think that's where it starts. People sometimes ask yeah. me, like, or I've been asked a question, where, what is really the essence of self-help and personal development? It's, and I say it's self-awareness, being awareness, aware of your habits, being aware of your programming. What are you doing that you're unconscious of, really? How are you creating your life without knowing that you're creating your life? And uh, if you programmed your mind for, uh, well, for destruction, it's going to be destruction, really. And mm. sometimes we can, you know, we cannot control everything from our childhood, etc. But we do have, um, when we become more conscious about ourselves, we can start developing our life in the way that we want it to be. And we can, uh, I, most of the things we can actually fix in our minds, uh, unless we have like an extreme trauma, perhaps. I don't, I'm not really sure. Right. Sure, sure. I mean, like, the, the trauma might have been out of your control, but how you react to that trauma is in your control. Yeah, right. It, it is. Or at least the, the thought that, like, I'm going to change the way I think, you know. And yes. At least that can be in our control. And that's always a, a perfect start. Um, right, right. I think, actually, Daniel, when, when, we would, uh, when we would meet up for a coffee in Seoul, I, I think that was a that was a big thing with the discussions and uh, you know 
like again, even though we didn't see eye to eye and everything, mm. the fact that uh, it it there was no there was no uh, opinion or or position on the world or a belief that we had that was a core identity to uh, or core identity. It's like no, no, I'm I'm so strong in this opinion that I am not going to budge from it. They like the attitude was more. I am genuinely open to learning something new. And if you have something to say and, you, and you've done your research, I will, I will listen to this. And like that is, that's actually becoming uh, more and more difficult to find. And, and I understand why, like I, I meet a lot of, I meet a lot of people here and mm. perhaps they've, they, they could have been in university in America for four or five years. They've spent uh, $60,000, $70,000 on their education and their their views of the world are tied to their education so so when you question that you're questioning uh, 70,000 in student debt and you're also questioning five years of their of their life so yeah. people will react very very strongly once that's called into question because it's it's not just like oh this is my identity it's also like oh man i've i've just spent so much money and yeah. getting this education and and this guy now is calling it into question and it's he's calling it into question from a from a book he read or from life experience that he get, that he paid nothing for so yeah, exactly uh, that that's there as well you know like like that he paid nothing for already that mindset what like first of all when you say pay like it can be both with money and it can be with effort and everything else like the way yep. that you choose to invest in your life is your own deal if you want to invest with money you invest with money you know for the why right. do you invest with money because you want to get money afterwards right that's the only right. reason you you pay for an expensive education because you know you're going to get a great job and that's going to pay in the end so you see, like, already that mindset. So I, I totally understand what you're talking about there. Um, but I, I think that the biggest reason, yeah, sure, they they can blame it on the money. They can blame it on the money. But what they're actually blaming it on is themselves. They're blaming themselves because that's their identity. It is who they think they are. It is what they value. It is what they think is important. And as soon as you question that, you're actually questioning them. You're questioning their parents. You're questioning their society and of course yeah. that's going to end in chaos and they cannot open themselves to that up to that because they don't know anything else that's what they've trained their mind to to believe so it is almost like impossible they have to in that case do the journey themselves to open up their minds and that's only th something that they have the key to do really yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with that 100%. And, and of course, like to, for opening up their mind, that also means tra uh, traveling outside of their, of their comfort zone. And that means getting off Facebook, getting off social media, uh, mm. uh, talking to people with different opinions and, mm. and, you know, engaging in conversations and, and, and making those changes. But it's for a lot of people, it can be, it can be too, it can be too much to, to handle. And it's, yeah, they, they, they can react quite negatively right. towards it. And, and, and you, and you see this as well with the coronavirus. I, I do think, like, uh, as I was mentioned to you earlier, that in Korea, a lot of the, if you go to the parks, a lot of the older Koreans are not wearing the, the masks. 
Mm. And of course, like they, they are exactly the demographic that are uh, most in danger of the virus. And I always found that so strange. It's like, why is it these? Actually, it's, it's really interesting. It's the older Koreans and the homeless Koreans. And yeah. I'd never see any homeless Koreans uh, wearing a mask. It's like the total opposite here. Here, mostly the older people wear masks. You don't see young and people. It's, it's, <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting. Maybe it's a cultural thing. But my, my theory was with the, with the younger Koreans is that their mind is plugged into uh, what is socially acceptable through social media, through the television, mm-hmm. uh, through, all these, through all these different apps. Whereas the, the, for the older generation, their social circle is their community. So, you know, they look around at their friends and if their friends are okay and if their family is okay, they're not, they're not looking at, they're not looking at, uh, death statistics on the television. So, and, and of course, like for the, for the homeless Koreans, they're basically invisible for society. You know, like the fact that there's homeless Koreans not wearing a mask, they're already outcasts. So it, it, it is interesting. It's kind of like, it's, I always found that like with, 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 with messages from television and media, it's, mm. it's designed, it, it, it won't, it, it's like a net. It won't catch everybody, but it'll catch yeah. the, it'll catch the majority. So do you, uh, it's, it, but I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a question because you obviously know sure. more about Korea than me. Um, do you think there's any other reason to why it is like that with the demographics that the older people choose to not wear it? Like, could it be anything about, pride like that you're like the you you, you should oh i'm stronger than the virus kind of mentality or like oh it yeah. never happened be, before in, in a serious way you know during my 80 years of life so why should it happen now do you think that sort of mentality also plays a part oh abs- absolutely yeah i because i think like you've probably seen this as well from your your trips to korea within in every country in the world there's there's always differences between the generations but Korea, uh, I feel, has the, 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 the what, say, younger Koreans today and what their grandparents saw mm. is it's different. It's not even a different country. It's a different, it's a different world. It's a different yeah. planet. It's yeah. like they would have, it's like some of them would be old enough to remember Japanese occupation. Yeah. And then, then the Korean War. Mm. And, and then the, I mean, and the Korean War never ended. It only ended recently. And being drafted into the military, they've they have they've seen things that younger Koreans can't can't even imagine. Right. So right. they're like they're very practical people in, in a way. Like they, if they if they if their if their friends if their close friends are safe, no one is getting sick. Mm. Uh, they're like, okay, we're okay, we're good, we're good. Right. My my family and my community is good. And, and I, but I think, I think you're right. I think that, I mean, did you get that opinion when, when you were here, Daniel, did you kind of, the, the older Odysseys and the Ajumites, did you kind of find them to be a much tougher oh, group yeah. of people oh than the younger God. Koreans? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, but you know, yeah, like you said, Korea was a third world country not that long ago. So, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the kind of shit that they've been through, I mean, that's, I understand their way of being very patriotic and, and so on, and that they want to preserve their culture and their the ethnicity. I totally understand that because they've just been born, really. They they've just been born out of a, a very uh, messy situation and a very uh, a, a very a very rough history as well. So I totally understand them, and I also think that that can kind of be the 
fight between the older and the younger generation in Korea sometimes because the older generation looks down on the younger generation and they say like, oh, you don't even know like what we've gone through kind of mentality. And um, the younger people, they're also pressured. I mean, the, the amount of pressure that they have in school and uh, from society and the way that they should appear and everything, that's also, that's like a psychological pressure almost. Um, right. And, and that's put upon by the society and of course, um, you know, by a family, et cetera, et cetera. So there, there are like, they, they both have uh, some sort of, um, I don't know, pressure kind of. One of them, it was a uh, pressure from the past. And one of them now is like a mental pressure kind of. I don't know if you agree to that. Um, no, that's, that, that's, a, that's a great analysis of the situation. Like, one, yeah, there was, it was, it was war for one generation. It was the, the, after, the, the after effects of the war for many mm. of them growing up. I mean, if you see the old pictures of Korea after the war, it was it was ash. It was just yeah. completely destroyed, and and now it's one of the, like it's one of the most advanced countries in the world. And but but you are also you're you're that's also very true that the the younger people today in Korea are under are under massive massive uh, mental stress. It's got one of the mm -hmm. highest suicide rates in, in the world. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, yeah, I guess they're all they're all dealing with their own their own struggle and. Uh, you know, perhaps, perhaps the younger people look at the older people and they admire that they have more community, and the young, the older people look at the younger people and admire, like, oh, you've got all these, you've got all this technology. We didn't have this, so you know, the grass is always greener on the other side, as they say. Right, exactly. And uh, well, that's the thing that I've realized, like now, because I, I have uh, friends in Korea. Obviously, so I, I know that the pressure that they're, they've been going through and what they've told me, and when I compare it to Sweden, you know, when they look at Sweden, for example, as a country, like it's always like, oh, Sweden, ah, oh, Sweden. You're this kind of like <laughs> fantasizing yeah. image from the, what their news have told them or whatever. I don't know what the hell they've been told over there <laughs> about Sweden. But you know, one thing I got to hand to Sweden is we do have a very good welfare system. Absolutely. So um, in that regard, there are many type of troubles that I've stayed out from that I haven't experienced that perhaps young people in Korea have experienced. Um, but of course, I also know the negatives of uh, Sweden. I know the positives of Sweden as well. And I know the positives of Korea and the negatives of Korea. So always keeping that like meta perspective and balance is extremely uh, comforting in a way, because like you said, the grass is not greener um, yeah. on the on the other side, really. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, well, I, how do we get people to understand? Like, what does it take from a person to to really um, open up their minds and um, Sure. Yeah, I, I think tr travel is a is a is a good thing. Like, um, I mean, when we when we would meet here in Korea, we would talk about the 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 advantages that the, the society that the Koreans have built, and you know, could this work in Europe? And you know, we would say like the the structure that the, the Swedes have built, like could that work in Korea? And yeah. it's, I think you know, it's it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of b. You there's 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 advantages and disadvantages to to both systems. Mm. And um, again, it's just like, but it's it's also realizing that the that things work a little bit differently here than they do in Sweden. Um, yeah, you know. So I like Korean Koreans will often talk about the 
the, the, the European welfare system. Mm. But then if you talk about the European tax rates, they, they, right. they almost have a heart attack. <laughs> so yeah, uh, believe me, I have, I have uh, a heart attack every month, Dave, so don't worry. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it, you know, you, you, like, and, and that's the thing, like, they, you, you have to present them with the full picture as well. Like, they, they get the picture, like, free this and free that. It's like, no, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. There's a way to finish. Like, that has to be paid somewhere. And, and then when you explain this to them, they're like, all oh, right, okay, okay. I didn't, I didn't realize that. It's like, all right, well, you know, right. So, but it's it, it, it's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> right. We gotta hand the facts. Like we we always have to focus on really what's true. And when I say this, I don't say from the pers- uh, specific perspective. Like, let's say you look at the situation we just discussed. Like. Um, a, a Korean person tells a Swedish person, like, oh, your country is so great. And then the Swedish person tells the Korean, well, no, your country is so great. Uh, but when they present mm. facts to each other, that's where really when you get the truth. Because for the Korean, perhaps in his or her mind, he or she thinks that, all right, Sweden is such a great country because that's what they believe. That's their reality. That's what's true for them. But when the Swede presents the facts and the Korean presents the facts, then they can come to an agreement. Uh, and that's what, what really why we have to learn to know really what's truth, what is true. And I always believe my perspective of truth is all the perspectives simultaneously, kind of. And I know that sounds kind of like abstract, but like when you have two perspectives and you get to see the good and the bad of it in different situations and you're able to accept both as truth. Um, mm. You don't have to agree with the other perspective. That's not, you don't have to agree with it. If that's not a part of your identity or who you want to be or how you want to see your world, that's your personal choice because you live this life once and you get, get to decide what, how you want to perceive it. It's totally fine. You cannot perceive it anyways in all the other perspectives. You just need one perspective. Um, so when we can learn to accept the other perspective and know that it actually exists and there is some truth to it, then we can come to conclusions with ourselves and we can know really what's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's, that's a good way of looking at things. And also keeping, keeping that attitude is, is going to allow you to be more open-minded to other people's opinions and, and not be so defensive if, uh, if their opinion is different to yours. Right. You know, so it's, uh, yeah, like there are multiple truths or like, okay, so this is, this is what you believe. This is this is what this is what works for you. This is your philosophy in life. Yeah. That's great. If it's working for you, if you're achieving your goals with, the, with that philosophy, and you're not you're not causing harm to anybody else, mm. then great. Go, go for it. That's that's fantastic. Mm. Exactly. And then, of course, there are some people who believe that there is like a higher truth, that there is something above us that really tells mm. what's good and what's not good. And of course, we can have different opinions about that but i just want to kind of bridge into that question of what is good for example what what is goodness and what is truth and what what is quote-unquote supposed to be or should be do you think that there is such a way or do you think that it's just purely subjective um i I think so i I read a lot about libertarianism a few years ago and something called the non-aggression principle Mm -hmm. And I, I think we should always be aiming for uh, less violence in society. And I yeah. think you should have a situation where p- 
people can uh, uh, voluntarily trade or uh, interact or engage in conversations. And as long as nobody's, nobody is getting hurt, uh, I, I think that's, I, I see that as good. It's a very, it's a very simple way of looking at things, but I, I kind of find that it, it works best for me. For I me, see. it's what works best I got. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think we should always be aiming to, we should be, and, and, but of course the, the, the problem with that is having that type of society where you uh, take more, uh, more responsibility for your actions and your decisions. That does take more effort. Like it, it does take more effort to, make a decision that you're going to get up every day and go to the gym and eat healthy and sleep well. And you're going to surround yourself with people with, you know, uh, a like-minded attitude. I, I'm not denying that it, it doesn't take effort, but right. I, I think that's a better situation. I think the, the best person to take care of you is you. And, and that's it. Even, even you know, you're a, you know, you could be a good friend to somebody else. or you could be, you could be a family member, but at the end of the day, the best person to take care of you is you, and, and right. no, no one else. No one else is ever going to care as much about your health as your as your as you are. Right. First and foremost, take care of you because, well, your life is you. Basically, you're just perceiving it from your perspective. So, you, like, you gotta take care of what's actually like carrying this perspective, which is your body and your health and mental health yeah. and everything. So, yeah, of course. I also believe that. I'm kind of like a... I've started to read a lot of spirituality, like not the theological part of it, like in believing in a sort of God or, or, or whatever, an ultimate thing. Um, well, that is kind of the paradox as well. Like, I, I'm not talking about relig a re sort of religious God. I'm not, I, I'm not religious, but the, there, there are some people like, who have had like spiritual experiences and like kind of open themselves like i'm talking people who are like completely atheists who had like mm. experiences with god and experiencing god and themselves as god and they've kind of like shifted their perspective of life completely and they start to see everything as a part of itself so they they, they kind of mm. stop seeing the separation of subjectivity and, and they just like see that everything is a part of everything like everything that's going on is just the way it is and there is no separation between you and anything else because you're just a part of everything in almost like a physical way um and that's okay. perhaps like what they call the godhead or the absolute or infinity or whatever and it's called like spiritual enlightenment so i want to believe as well that there is a sort of purpose to reality and i know that we created ourselves subjectively but at the same time, if we would be a part of everything, let's just adapt that sort of hy hypothesis, then that means that every perspective of what we think that a purpose is or what is good or what is bad or whatever is just a part of everything. So each perspective is true. Each perspective is just basically the universe trying to figure itself out and kind of playing right. the role of different perspectives simultaneously or infinite perspectives even. Okay. And that's, so, I know like, that's it, it, a bit of a yeah. mind fuck, but <laughs> no, it's, it's it's actually I'm listening very, very, very carefully. It's it's yeah, there is there's a lot there. That's a that's a yeah, that's it's a it's a pretty deep um, comment. Yeah. I know it's true. It's true. It's I I think 
like uh, there are you do meet people in life and they just come across that they're on a kind of a higher level like they're they're so plugged in to the world uh, around them, um, but not not like through social media. They just see things very differently. But yeah, yeah. to them, to them, like it's it's very clear. Everything is very very clear, and they're very confident and 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 uh, happy with their understanding of the world. Uh, but but of course, like for us, if we were to sit down and listen to them and be like. Oh, this person, I, I just don't understand. But but it, mm. it doesn't mean that they're wrong. They could they could very much be they could. And I think this this is a big problem in society today. We are too quick to dismiss uh, people with that type of thinking. And, and when I say that type of thinking, I just mean different thinking. People who think differently, mm. where we we very quickly uh, dismiss it and like, oh, well, that's. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. Like, where where did you get that? It's mm-hmm. you know, get get your job, get your nine to five, buy your car, ha- have your your, your three bedroom house, your two point yeah. one kids, pay your taxes, uh, retire at sixty five, mm. get into like become a become a cog in the machine, and uh, yeah. So it's I I see what your point, Daniel. Like it is. Um, there possibly is something much much deeper out there than we're aware of. Yeah, it's like hidden underneath the filter of reality. That's kind of what what they say. And it's always present. Like, we're already living it. It's already the way it is. And we just have to kind of like realizing it, like becoming more conscious and going out really of our leaving our old way of thinking and just be totally open-minded to everything. And of course, the, the, these type of topics can be a bit controversial as well because um when i say be open-minded to everything i'm not saying that you should be pro rape i'm not saying that you should be pro murder i'm not saying that you should be pro illegal activity or whatever it's just that you understand the perspective of everything in a way where you don't have to agree or disagree with it but it's just in a way where you see it for what it is because it's just there and there, right. should be, there, there shouldn't have to be a judgment. There shouldn't have to be, oh, this is good, this is bad. It is the way it is. The emotion that you perceive, that you experience, if you, you know, perceive it, that's also the way it is. That shouldn't be judged or labeled as well. Um, but but mm. like reaching this point <laughs> of, of consciousness, perhaps, is extremely uh, idealistic and dreamy. And I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying that perhaps that's not we're not there yet we're, we're not there yet uh, not not in this time i mean we just we just discovered the iphone <laughs> kind of. right you know, that that sort of um uh yeah i, I don't know it, it, it is a little bit crazy uh perspective but. well what well, actually that's that's the thing daniel like i know you mentioned the iphone at the end uh the, the just the last at the end of the sentence there and i i I think we kind of have to start to think differently because I'm not too sure about the, where you live, but, but here, here in Korea, and again, I, I love Korea. It's, the Koreans are great people and I've, I've uh, nothing but love for the country. Wonderful place. Mm. But th- there is a big problem here with people walking around and their face is just glued to their iPhone or their, their, uh, uh, their smartphone. Mm. And I, like, when we when we talk about uh, you know 
uh, a higher consciousness. Mm. Well, it's, it seems, it, we seem to be kind of, the, the world seems to be kind of dividing now where it's like you walk around for eight hours a day with your face stuck in your phone or you start to think differently and you start to, like even, even just the idea of, I'm going to, I'm, do you know what? I'm going to leave my phone at home today. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to the library. I'm going, yes. to, I'm going to go for a coffee and I'm going to walk out without my, my, without my phone. Yeah. And uh, like, that's okay. That might not be the equivalent, as you said, of like a higher spirituality, but that, that for many people, that is unimaginable that they're going to disconnect from, from, from their iPhone and right. go out and, and see the world. And, and I, I actually, um, I read a lot of books on I- investing and finance. And one thing that I keep seeing again and again with the investing books uh, is that you, if you're, if you're plugged into all the main, uh, the mainstream financial news, you're just getting the same information everyone else is getting. And mm-hmm. real, opportun- real opportunities come from uh, seeing with your mind that you, that you can't see with your eyes. You have to try and imagine a different, a different situation or different opportunities, but you're not going to see these with your eyes. You have to, you have to think beyond what you can see with your eyes. Because right yeah. now everyone is just, what they see with their eyes is what is, beamed in through the screen of their iPhone. This is, this is it. You know, it's like, okay, whatever my iPhone is telling me, I'm going to look at the screen and this is, this is what I think. And everybody thinks the same. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. So we, ha- we have to start thinking, thinking of something higher. I don't know what it is, but uh, there'll, there'll, have to be, there'll have to be a change in the consciousness of people because otherwise it's... Do you ever, do you ever see that, that TV show, uh, Daniel, The Walking Dead? You know The Walking Dead? Yeah, I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of like I, I kind of wonder is that it's kind of sometimes it's like that's the world we're living in. Like people are just walking around, nobody talks. Uh, so yeah, yeah, there's a few people who are like clued in what's going on. It is, and uh, it was a pretty cool thing you said there. Like with the what you cannot see with your eyes, you have to see with your mind. Like and whatever you can, per, like whatever you can think of in your mind, really, you you can achieve it if you believe it. And I think Napoleon Hill had a great quote that I don't remember right now. Like, whatever your mind can perceive and believe, it can achieve. Something like that. Uh, and if mm. you really want to think th- differently, you, ha- you have to detach yourself from the mainstream, really. You, you have to, dis- a- at least in the way, I mean, how do you, what? Like, are you going to go live in the woods and start your own, like, campfire and stuff? <laughs> I'm not talking like that, but, like, mentally, kind of. You have to do that mentally. You have, yeah. to, you have to kind of disconnect. Doesn't mean that you shouldn't get a job. Doesn't mean that you shouldn't uh, pay your taxes. Doesn't mean that you shouldn't, you know, whatever. You're still living in a society. We cannot deny that. But at least you don't have to be plugged into that fucking virtual world. That's really it's just about feeding the ego. A lot of it I've noticed is just about feeding the goddamn ego. And especially yes. with, I don't know if you, do you have Instagram by the way. I, I don't, man. I don't. Oh, I, I've no. Never. I I dodged Instagram and I dodged. But I I know. I know how it works. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I noticed a lot now with my like. It's just about feeling the ego all the time. Yeah. So kind of plugging away, like go beyond that is uh, extremely important. Um, and that that's a it's great very concern. if we yeah. can do that for sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and eventually you have to because. 
um, you, you'll, ha you'll have to you'll have to unplug from from all this. It's just it's not making people happy. Yeah, have you ever seen there was a famous movie a few years ago, Daniel, called The Truman Show, starring Jim Carrey? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, and it's it's you know like it, all these cameras are on Jim Carrey, and he's he is the center of the yeah. the universe in this in this imaginary town. And like the Truman Show, I think was released in the early was it maybe the nineties? It could have been nineties. Yeah, uh, but it was like well before well before smartphones. Mm. Uh, but but everybody now has their is their own. Uh, they are their own little Truman Show. You know they've uh, they've got their they've got their um, their, their the, the, the kind of the YouTube channel they've got their Facebook mm. or their friends are sending the likes so they're, they're kind of as, you know, very narcissistic. It's just it's it's mm. not it's not healthy. They're not actually sitting down and having a having a conversation. Okay, I mean like like you could you can take this podcast as an example, mm. but there'll be things that we have different opinions on. This is a real, it's a real time conversation. This is very different to posting pictures and people liking them because yeah. that, that is not your, you're kind of protected then from any criticism. Uh, yeah. But like, like actually putting yourself out there. These, these are my opinions on the world. Uh, this is, how, this is how I think the the way uh, we should, we should be moving this direction or we should, we shouldn't move in this direction. You're, you're you're vulnerable then and but that's part of living that's part of living uh, but right now everybody lives like like truman they're all living in this protected little bubble and they have their they have their other other people who kind of like oh yeah they agree they agree with each other and it kind of becomes it's not healthy it's not a healthy situation because i mean i'm sure you learned this from judo and from doing exercise like the the real gains in exercise comes from uh pushing pushing the, the, the body and the muscle beyond what you did the day before. Yeah. Yeah. Testing it. Yeah. Pushing the, pushing the comfort zone is basically almost a natural law, really. Like you got to go sure. beyond uh, yourself and what you're used to in order to get something else. It, it, it is very basic, yeah. but unfortunately people, they, they don't embody it. They, they don't really know what it means, for example, for their own life. And that's, that's why I love helping people with that sort of thing to know that what they can actually achieve beyond where they already are. And of course, I always try to, you know, do that for myself as well, but it, it is difficult sometimes. Like sometimes we are so goddamn attached to who we think we are and what we think that we should have to do. Uh, and, and we just can't stop it because it's, it, it's basically like a part of our body almost. <laughs> it yeah. basically becomes like that. So getting away from that it's it, it's almost like killing yourself almost yes yes I, actually daniel just just going back to something i said earlier and linking it to what you said there i i made the i said the best person to take care of your health is you yeah now when i like you mentioned there that you know you 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 try and get your know, your life together and you enjoy helping others and that is absolutely fantastic and i always i always look at life as the, the safety procedure that you go through when you're on an airplane. So when you're on an airplane and they're telling you, in the case of an emergency, yeah. please put on your mask first, then and then attend to those around you. Then yeah. they never tell people, okay, you need to take care of everybody else first and then take care of yourself last. Because if you did right. that in an emergency, you're going to die. And, yeah. and that's it. So it's very important, just like, just like the safety procedure on an airplane, put on your mask first, get, 
get your life in order first. And then when you're, you know, when you're, you're in a better place and things are moving forward, then you are in a much better position to help the people around you that you care about. So, yeah, I just, I just wanted to say that because sometimes when you say, like, there is this thing when, you, when we say about putting ourselves first that people think it's, oh, that's very selfish. It's like, no, no, no. Take care of yourself first. Then yes. take care of those around you. Absolutely. Uh, otherwise, you'll just burn out. You'll burn out. You'll be. You'll be. You'll be that person that they they find. It's like, why didn't this guy put on his own uh, oxygen mask first? Why did he put on everybody else's oxygen mask? Right. So, yeah. Like like we always some sometimes try to be the hero without thinking about ourselves. But we if we can't like fix ourselves, like if we can't help ourselves, we cannot help others either. It's like it's necessary yes. first to be able to help ourselves. And you know this. There are many like uh, concepts explaining this as well. I don't know if you've heard about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty common thing. Uh, and um, well, uh, what, what's at the basis, really? It's, um, it's your survival. That's the number one thing. Your survival is priority number one because you got to survive as an organism. That's just, there are some things that you don't have to take care of. Well, basically almost everything. <laughs> but, but there are other things that you have to, <laughs> take care of as well when you feel you're hungry you have to go and eat you know um yes you gotta hunt for you gotta get food you gotta you know get a shelter you gotta get a and then the the larger circle of the larger circle of concerns increases but it always starts from the small like from the middle from you that's where everything starts it it, it cannot inflate i don't know really if i'm using the correct word it, it has to expand expand you know like a balloon yes like, like big bang like whatever it always starts from that single point before it yeah. um, spreads. You, you can't, you, yeah, that's right. You, you, can't, you can't jump to, I think what's it, uh, self-actualization is the top yeah. of yeah. Mass. Like you cannot jump to self-actualization if you haven't eaten for three days. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, going to, you're going to die. Yeah, there, there, is an order, there is an order to achieving your goals. And, and that's very, that's very, very important. Yeah, you're right. That's, uh, and people forget that. That's a very, it's a very basic thing, but a lot of people can forget that. You've got to take care of the basics first, and then right. you can move on to the, the bigger goals. Yeah. And I think that at the top of, you know, when uh, Maslow was working with this um, hierarchy needs, one of the, before he died or before he passed away, this is what I read, is that he was working on uh, a section above the self-actualization, which was the self-transcendence. And, and that's kind of what I talked about before when I mentioned about the, uh, like, going beyond yourself. And you, you kind of, you let go of this body that you think you are and you kind of, you, you realize that you're a part of everything. Kind of That's just something that he was, like, sketching. <laughs> but I just wanted to... Um, to put that mm. in, thought it was pretty. Uh, That's interesting. I actually, I, what what was the? Just I'll write that down. What was the term for that? So that was the self transcendence. Self transcendence. Yeah, because Maslow, yeah. he's known most for the hierarchy it needs, but I'll I'll check that out. That self transcendence. Mm. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, of course, self actualization. Yeah. It, it, right, like like we said, you got to focus on yourself first, and that that's just the way it is. But I think that in society now, we're um, we're kind of forced to think about others. You know, we we cannot neglect yeah. others. We got to do our part. You know, to to help others as well in this day and age. Um, but for, and that's really when we get to see the people who work on themselves and the people who don't work on themselves. 
in uh, situations like that, like we like we discussed in the beginning. And that's why you got to, you know, take care of your health and your finances. And you got to just really make your life secure before you can yes. start worrying about others. Because if you're forced to worry about others, but you're struggling to pay like your bills or you're like you feel like shit mentally and physically, then it's only going to be more pressure. That's going to make you depressed. That's going to crush you down. So that's why you right. always need the base, the very stable base of life. Exactly, like like Daniel, you're you're in a you're in a great position to give. Like for example, uh, judo. If I needed advice on judo about how yeah. to go about, you'd be one of the first people that I would contact. But but you have there's a reason why you've built the base, you've built on that, and you've gone, you've you've won the medals and yeah. you've won the competitions. So it's. Uh, again, you 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 got your you you know you got your life together with regards mm. to that sport and, and and different areas as well. I just mm. taking the judo as an example. So that makes that makes you you're because of that now you're in a position to help other people and give advice to other people on you know if it's a uh, uh, like self help or self development or if it's sport or if it's diet yeah. or training. So. It's, it's good, but you, you can only do it because you, you got it together first and right. then you can pass it on and pass that on to other people. Exactly. Exactly. Like you say. Okay. So Dave, I want to thank you a lot for joining this podcast. Um, it's been a great pleasure to have you here. Very, very well. It, it exceeded my expectation. It was super awesome. I hope you had a good time as well. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Daniel. Fantastic. As I said to you, it's like uh, even though you're a couple of thousand miles uh, back home, uh, a couple of thousand miles away back home mm. in Sweden, it's like it's like we're back in the coffee shops in, uh, yeah. in Seoul. Uh, you know, as I said, it's we don't have the same opinion on everything, but it's it's good because it's it's like a good game of chess. It's like, OK, that's going to that's going to make me look at things differently. So I really, really enjoyed the podcast and I hope the listeners did, too. Absolutely. I bet they did. Um, yeah, otherwise, what is, what's going to happen now for you? I mean, you're, you're obviously, you're staying in Korea and. Right. Uh, so at, at the moment, um, I'm, I'm keeping busy meeting up with a few friends. I've, I've, uh, got a few books that I'm, I'm reading. One of them we actually mentioned earlier, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Yeah. yeah. And I'm reading, I'm reading a few books as well on, it's a, it's, it's an interesting topic for me. I think it's it's relevant in today's world. It's, it's the topic of masculinity. So mm. I have a few books here by uh, Rolo Tomasi. He's a uh, he's a pretty famous author on the topic. So so I, at the moment I'm reading that. It's kind of it's one of those topics that you kind of have to read it. You have to you have to yeah. think about it for a while. You got to apply it to your life. The same with the you know the Atomic Habits book by James Clear. You gotta you gotta take the lessons from it. You gotta and you gotta apply it to your life. And it's that kind of step by step process of making things making things better. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. The book you mentioned there, I recognize it. And you know, I read a book named uh, "The Way of the Superior Man." Um, ah, very yeah. famous. Yeah, excellent yeah, yeah, book. Yeah. yeah, it was very very interesting. Good book. I've never really dis. I don't think I've discussed the. Uh, about masculinity in this podcast at all, but that would be a very interesting topic to discuss. Uh, I don't know what, well, if I, you would like to join again, you'd be very welcome to do so, and we could talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I, it's been a, it's been a while since I've read the Way of the Superior Man, so it would be great to actually get 
uh, your opinion and on your what your take is from that book. Yeah. And I could share some of the notes I have from the books I've been reading and the the, the different videos I've been watching on the topic. Because as I said, it, it's a it's a very interesting topic. Uh, in in actually in, in almost every country in the world, even in Korea, like the topic of masculinity is something that comes up quite mm-hmm. a lot. So uh, it'd, be, it'd be great to get your perspective on it as well. So yeah, sh- sure, Daniel, that'd be great if, if uh, we could uh, we could set a date for maybe uh, sometime in the near future, and we could uh, yeah sit down and and have a chat on that topic. I think that'd be yeah. pretty interesting as well. Absolutely, and the listeners would probably enjoy it. I bet. Anyway, man, uh, thanks a lot for joining everyone listening. I hope you had a good time listening. If you want to follow this podcast, you do it on Apple Podcaster or Spotify. Uh, Remember to follow me on Instagram as well as my YouTube page. Take care, everyone, and remember to stay conscious.